Hello? Now? Now I can hear you. Okay. It was not plugged in for some weird reason. Okay. Can you guys hear us? Hello, hello. Yeah, I can hear you good now. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. I'm glad. I'm just wondering if anybody in the comment section can just confirm if they can hear us or not. Not a single person is uh, talking. I know, so we can't confirm. Uh, I'm going to ask Jackie. <laughs> If you can hear us. Come on. Come on in. Can you guys hear us? Yeah, I just shared it to a bunch of our groups here, so hopefully somebody will talk. All these people here. They, yeah, that's why I'm wondering if they can hear us or not. And Jennifer. I hear you. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Thank you for confirming, Debbie. Alrighty, guys. Thank you. <laughs> okay, guys. So this live is actually just a very prompt to live because... I don't normally do this, but I had some comments in uh, the podcast episode of uh, Ryan Larson. So I want to give a little bit of an update. Uh, I've never had anyone, by the way, ever, of any case I have done, come and attack me in any capacity. This is the first time that I've received a lot of, like, very negative comments. So I'm going to go over what was said and I'm going to clarify some things because I really don't think they heard the entire episode or maybe they misinterpreted. So I want to make sure I get exactly what had been said just to clarify. So I'm going to go over the comments here, guys. There were qu a couple of them. Let me just pull up my photos here. Okay. So 22 minutes ago, I had someone say, there's a lot wrong with this. Um, I, sorry, I run with the big 
a big page on Facebook for Ryan along with his mom and sister. I am not related, but I am a mother, a mother to an autistic child, and there is a ton of information, misinformation in this episode. <clears throat> so uh, just to clarify as well, I did want to mention I am also a mom of an autistic kid. Yes, she's a grown-up now. She's 21 years old, but I also have that experience since she was very, very little. Landon also has the experience of being, um, he has his brother, who's somebody he's been taking care of his whole life, pretty much. But in addition to that, that was a career path that Landon had taken and still has taken in his life. So he works with people with disabilities all the time. Uh, secondly, want to mention that we put out this information here based upon the information we've received on the internet and our own searches. So um, there was um, a guy by the name of, I'm trying to find his name here one second. Uh, his name is Lord, Lord in Arts. He also made an episode. He called it Ryan Larson of Brain Scotch. Uh, Brain, sorry, Brain Scratch Searchlight is what he called his episode. So I did get a lot of information from his episode and also Landon and I both do extensive searches. Now, we do want to mention that this particular case, there was not a whole heck of a lot of information other than what we provided. So uh, I'm going to go through these comments here again. So first of all, Ryan has, may have been seen at the apartments, not confirmed. I never suggested it was confirmed. Um, what I had said was that I do believe that he also went to the apartments as well. Also, the trash bins uh, wasn't a trash bin with a plastic lid. It was a dumpster. So I totally... You guys may call something like a dumpster. I call it a trash bin. For me, I, I'm a Canadian. I'm not American. We use other wording sometimes to say things. So when I meant a garbage bin, I meant a big heavy metal one that would go to a landfill, right? Exactly. One that would go to a landfill. And if anybody's ever been around a dumpster, which I've been around many dumpsters in my life, they all have plastic lids. They are not metal lids. They are plastic. And then there's a metal bar that goes up and over them to lock them down when they are being transported. Sometimes, some don't have it, which if they didn't, that's fine. But they all they have chains that but lock them. Then. Lord in Arms um, was who I heard that there was a lid on it. So that's who I got my information from. But but most of the trash bins do, unless they rip, got ripped off, which I highly doubt at this apartment complex right. that the lids would be ripped off. Like... The lid was probably open, which we never disclosed, and we never said it was open or closed. Each, we never said each, anything. Each state is different, though. Some probably put more effort into that. Some may not, even if they didn't have a lid on the dumpster. Either way, I wasn't suggesting it wasn't a dumpster. No way in hell. I wasn't suggesting it was like somebody's regular garbage pail in any capacity. Um, that's what I'm saying. We never said that, but I'm just pointing out because the person said uh, about the lid, like... We were more focused on the lid. It was plastic. All dumpsters are plastic. That's how they're made. They're made with plastic lids. All we were suggesting was that if, because there was a story that Ryan was potentially in the dumpster, and we were saying if he was just tossed in there and he was still alive, he'd be able to easily climb out of it because it was a plastic lid. That's all we were saying, which is a very true statement. You could stack the garbage, especially if it was full, climb out very easily. He was a kid. He could have climbed out. Um, 
that's all we were suggesting was that he could get out easily out of there. It's not hard. That's all we were saying. Um, the next statement was also the police screwed this case majorly and did not do all they could. Um, that is a matter of opinion. Um, from what I had seen, from my experiences in dealing with cases, cases that literally the police officers did absolutely nothing in a case, they, these particular police officers, in my opinion, did that. That's how I feel about it. So maybe that's inaccurate information for you guys on your end, but that's how I feel about it. So allowed to have that opinion on my own. Um, they've told the family to stay quiet because they had screwed up so bad. So I did indicate in that episode that somebody had warned the family not to speak up. I did, in fact, uh, come to the family's defense, which is where I'm a little confused on that part of it. Um, and I just want to speak again on the thing a lot of people ask us all the time do you guys go to the police do you do this this these are the reasons why we don't is because the police are involved 90 percent of the time in doing something wrong but with this specific case the police should have never been involved to begin with because the blame is on the school the school is to blame it's not the police department in this situation maybe the police could have did a little better job searching. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they did everything that they could. But the problem is, is Ryan would have never went missing if the school did their job. So this ball it was dropped from the school to begin with. They knew what his IEP outlined. And anybody who has a child with disabilities, you all know what an IEP is. It is for their independent educational program. What are they going to do when they are in school? So his IEP outlined that he was not to be left alone, period anywhere in the school he also we disclosed in the episode which we found out ryan has left or tried to leave the school multiple times since 2014 when he started at this school we also said in the episode that ryan had tried to run away from the school two times prior to the final time he ran away and went missing so that's three times in two weeks this kid went missing you would think that the school would have um, been a little bit more on top of Ryan, specifically this day when it was also disclosed in the episode that we said that Ryan, according to his mother, according to the information she got from the school, that Ryan was having a hard time in school during math class. He could not figure out a problem. He got frustrated and he was removed per his IEP to a classroom. He was supposed to be watched at all times in the classroom and anywhere he was in the school, he was to be with an adult all the time. In my opinion, the school should have had everybody on an aware and an alert that Ryan is not to be left alone anywhere. So if anybody ever sees Ryan walking the halls or anything alone, he immediately go and try to get him to come back to the class or wherever and not leave the school. I also know that when I was in school, and that was in elementary school. That was over 20 years ago. We had cameras all over our school. You're telling me that the secretary did not see him walking anywhere? No, it was the school's fault. This is where the blame is. I don't understand why people want to blame the police when we didn't even need the police involved in this because the school should have been on top of it. I know what you're saying. Like, basically, it should never have happened because it is the school's fault. I agree. Right. It, the, poli the police should have never been involved because the school should have been doing their job happened. and Absolutely. watching him. Um, so anyways, there was also a statement said that um, 
said that somebody was found and someone was arrested ever. There, that was never a story. Um, I had actually done quite a few different searches indicating that there was a false story that somebody had been found um, that had been involved in the disappearance of Ryan. So I had just simply reiterated what I had heard. Um, maybe this family, maybe the people didn't hear this, whatever the case may be, but this was something I was able to find in my own research. Um, the other thing I want to mention is she had point, mentioned something about a KFC. I had seen something about a KFC, um, my own vision of KFC. So um, that was something I saw on my own, but I also had heard it previously from somebody else as well in my research. So if that isn't an inaccurate reference, I do apologize about that. Um, it's also in the ad, uh, not the ad, the the uh, case files, it says that someone had claimed to have seen him at a KFC. Ah. It could have been a KFC gas station combo. This person is arguing, saying it was a gas station. Well, we all know that a lot of gas stations nowadays. Or maybe it was in the same plaza. We don't know. That's, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. But a lot of gas stations nowadays has something attached to it, whether it be a Dunkin' Donuts, a Tim Hortons, a KFC, a Subway, whatever. A lot of gas stations have that. It could have been a gas station combo with a KFC or, like you said, a plaza with, because when we looked at the map, it showed a gas station and a KFC pretty much right next to each other. So either way, that was what we found is someone claimed that they saw him at KFC. Liz also seen in her vision that he may have stopped somewhere like that. So that's all that is. Unless you have this ability, you really don't know. You can't say that Liz's vision is right or wrong because you are not her. Um, also, they had indicated that there were no cliffs around. So um, just to kind of give you guys an update on that. When I'm speaking to a child and the child shows me an image of something, so maybe to us as human beings, as adults, we're not going to see something as a cliff. It might be as something as a little hill or a little tuck or a little point somewhere that that is what he showed me. I was not at all trying to suggest that there were cliffs where he lived. Um, I was showing you exactly my images of what he'd showed me. And I didn't just say a cliff. I said a divot, something he can hide behind. He was showing me he was hiding. And then the other thing I also... It also could have been a ditch. Right. But like you said, Ryan's, what, 9 or 11 years old? He's very young to a young kid. A, a little hill or whatever could seem really big. Also, we also have to remember that Ryan is autistic, which we said throughout this episode, their perception of things and people with disabilities' perceptions of things are much different than people who have what we call a quote-unquote normal functioning brain. So to Ryan, a little hill or a ditch could seem like... Like a huge cliff we never said it was a cliff we also did research around and i even told liz there's nowhere where there's a cliff there is certain parks around the area that have that are parks they could have hills there different types of terrain absolutely somewhere for him to hide clearly i just feel like this person just skipped through most of the episode listened to a little bit of stuff and then just came at and didn't actually fully listen to yeah, this episode heard what only we what saying. they wanted to hear uh, exactly uh say yes they they should have known that he was a flight risk absolutely that's where why we said that it's mainly the school's fault not saying that the police did or didn't do their due diligence of a job but we're saying this didn't have to escalate to that point if the, the school, school dropped the ball first right yeah. 
right if the school they should have known he was a flight risk specifically in the last two weeks before his disappearance he tried to escape two times before the final time so they already knew he was a flight risk he's been at the school it's not like it was a school change he wasn't at a different school he was at the same school for most of his elementary uh career so they already knew him it's not like he was a brand new student they knew who he was and how he acts right the other thing I want to mention is that at the end of the episode, I had suggested that if somebody knew of any toys that Ryan had some sort of affiliation with or a connection with to let me know so I can try to communicate with him a little bit better to see if I can get even more information. Because as you all were aware, as I indicated a few times throughout the episode, it was very difficult connecting to Ryan. Not only did I try to connect with him last year, I tried to connect with him with this year. The one thing the person did not put in the comments was the items or things that Ryan can connect with or affiliate with because clearly they don't want my help. So I'm taking this as a step forward. I'm going to be leaving the Ryan Larson case completely alone. I will not be doing updates on it. I will not be doing anything more associated because clearly these people have no appreciation or or even any sort of um, interest in having me help them when I have hundreds of thousands of cases that people are begging me to cover every single day. And um, I decided to take my my time and I really tried with Ryan for so many people and it actually is really disheartening that I was attacked in such a way when I all I did was defend the family especially considering they keep talking about the mother and the sister and that was my only intention here is to help I wasn't trying to do anything to hurt anyone to make anyone feel uncomfortable and I hope that they hear this part of it and understand what I was trying to do Absolutely. You're, we are we are only trying to help, which is why we made this podcast is for the victims. Ryan is the victim in this. And I get it. This is another reason why we try not to do cases earlier than three years, because look at this. Ryan's case isn't exactly three years old yet. And we got people who are very disgruntled. They're in different parts of the grieving process. This person has indicated that they are friends of the family. So this is a friend. This isn't even the actual family that is very disgruntled about this. This is just some random person who is friends with the family and they think they're affected as much as the mother is, which in my opinion, you're not because it wasn't your child. It was his mother's child. And I'm sure she wants some sort of answers as to what may have potentially happened. And you're absolutely right. You did, and we did say this, that Liz did try to connect multiple times with Ryan. I've, I've seen her try to do it. The issue is, is when we do people with disabilities, I can't, I can't do it, okay? I, I am not a medium. I can sometimes hear stuff, but I am not, I can't see anything. I, I can only hear stuff, and it's only every once in a while. If I had Liz's ability, I probably would be better at connecting with people with disabilities because I do this for a living, and I've done it my whole life. And for some reason, people with disabilities, they love me. And, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn here. It's just how it is. I have a very open, like, come-hither type of, like, Thing with people with disabilities they just want to come to me they want to tell me all their stuff they want to talk to me they want to hang out with me and you're absolutely right this person if they truly did want to help they would have said like ryan loves transformers or like a specific toy that he might like or a something like he loves the color blue and he loves uh you know uh optimus prime of the transformers then we could go to the store and find 
the Optimus Prime toy and have it around the house and try to coax Ryan into the into talking to you. But with people with disabilities, they are very hard to talk to, and they also may not remember or understand what they're seeing or what they did. Specifically, a kid. He was a kid with disabilities. He wasn't an adult with disabilities. We also have to remember that certain children with disabilities, their IQ is already lower and they're set back. So Ryan being 11 or 9, however old he is, he might actually only be really like five in his brain wise. So try to talk to a five-year-old and ask them where they went. They're not going to remember. Um, and I agree, Jackie, absolutely. We tried to do all this stuff. And if you didn't hear from the horse's mouth, you shouldn't. And exactly. So say yes says, shit, if you ask me, anyone who would come out swinging has some sort of stake in this. Could the person doing this be working at the school? Never said that they were family member. My grandma used to always say, a hot dog will holler. I'd be putting the pieces together instead of trying to scramble the puzzle. Exactly. This person is coming and saying all the opposite things that we actually said, trying to throw the sniff off of where it is because they're mad that we're going after the school. So I would agree, could potentially be someone that works at the school and uh, they there could be the secretary. I personally feel like, in my personal opinion, I feel like the secretary was the biggest one to blame for the simple fact that she was the last person to speak to Ryan before he disappeared. She saw him walking out of that school. She saw him leave the school. All she did was stand up out of her desk and say, hey, Ryan, come back. And Ryan completely ignored her and continued on walking out of the school. She did not leave her desk. She did not go after him. She did not leave the school to go chase him down. She did not try to get him to come back to the school at all. So in my opinion, she's the biggest one to blame because she's the last one who saw him alive and well leaving the school. And nobody else has saw him since. I don't know why she's not arrested for some sort of negligent charges of allowing this child to walk off a of school property. We all, regardless if your child has disabilities or not, when you send your child to school, you are under the, inf uh, you know, you're under the inclination that this school is going to protect your child. The school is, has your child in care and they're going to watch your child to make sure your child isn't getting harmed or hurt or abducted or walking off the school property and walking into traffic and getting killed. We are dependent on these people at school to make sure that our children are safe while they are attending school and come home in the same manner we left them in. And this mother does not get that. She does not get that. She now has got a child who is gone, who is missing, and the school did nothing to stop her child from leaving. I would literally, I don't blame this mother for trying to claim Ryan dead already so that she can go after the school because she's doing exactly what she needs to be doing. That school is to blame. Absolutely. But yeah, that's basically what we came on here to talk about today. Um, like I said, I'll be leaving anything Ryan Larson away. I'm not interested anymore. Uh, it's disheartening. I, Ryan's a great kid. No issues with him. No issues with even with his family. Because who knows if this person actually, in fact, has a connection to the family. But one way or another, we're just trying to help. This episode is a free episode, which means that I, in my opinion, I was like so happy to get this one covered because I was like, wow, there is not a documentary. There is not anything out there supporting Ryan. There are people, there were people, I'm going to, I'm going to come in here just again, one more moment. There are people that were 
in our Facebook group, and it's not their fault because there's not a whole heck of a lot of information out there. And I think this is what the people of that group need to understand. There is not a lot of information about this case. So there's going to be a lot of misinformation out there as well. And these people are coming at the family. They're like, wow, this mother is disgusting. What's her problem? She's coming after, she wants to claim her kid dead and it's only been two years, this, that, and the other, and people are judging the shit out of her. And here I am defending her saying, look, I get that you don't get it, but this is why she's doing it. And now the, everyone's like, oh, okay, because there's a lot of misinformation. We're super suspicious of people. I tried to help that suspicion get flipped around and assist the family. So I'm just confused, but it is what it is. Um, but anyways, guys, we will be back. Did you mention about the story the last thing that about him being found we never said that oh yeah and somebody had said that he had been found um that there was a story that he had been found i did address this but i just want to clarify that it was um, a fake story it wasn't there was no truth to it it was just a something i had found on the internet as well but anyways, as I was about to say, um, we will be dropping Duke Flores' episode here on Friday. So many similarities to Ryan Larson. So you will hear Ryan Larson's name a couple of times in Duke's case, only because there's some similarities in the sense of how things happen, and they're both autistic. So that's the only time I will ever reference him again, because I've already completed that case. But... Um, they will, we will also be coming back and talking about some things going on uh, with Nick Carter and his uh, alleged sexual assault case. That is something I've been dying to get my hands on. We are going to be talking about some crazy things. And then we're going to be doing our October episodes, which, by the way, guys, we have spent a lot of time scratching off and rewriting, scratching off and rewriting, because we want to make sure that this Halloween season is the spookiest for episodes. Yes, say yes. Um, you know what? When I go into this, when I go into these homes with these uh, groups of people, I make it known that I am there for them. I am there to do whatever they need me to do. If they need help doing their laundry or they want to play a game or they want to go somewhere or they want to do something, I am there for them. That is what I get paid for is to be there for them and give them my undivided attention and care. I wipe their faces. I wipe their noses. I help them shower. I help them do whatever they need to do, their homework or whatever. I'm there for them. They want to watch something on TV. It doesn't matter if they watched it 10 times that day. They want to watch it again. They're going to watch it again because it's their home. I cannot get mad at watching the same thing or listening to the same thing or anything because that is my job is to care for these people. And sadly in this field, I see a lot of people who don't care very much. So when I see those people, it only makes me want to be even more caring and even more um, there for these people because they don't have anybody. And I see it all the time. I really do. And uh, Caitlin Stover, I'm not sure. Podbean has been unfollowing people um, who are inactive or whatever, like the, there's some sort of glitch. The only thing we could tell you, which we told somebody else who had the same issue, was to write Podbean an email themselves and tell them, I follow Freaked Out Podcast and you keep cutting me off from them. Like, I don't know why. Somebody said that they did get a response back that there was a, that, that Podbean said it was a glitch and that they were trying to fix it. But maybe if more people keep saying the same thing, they will really look into getting this glitch resolved. 
Absolutely. And then I also want to mention a lot of people have been contacting Podbean because even like their credit card information is getting removed. Um, just so you guys know, the reason credit card information does get removed is if your card is like expired. They will do that. That's what Podbean told me. But also, um, apparently, like if you have like, let's say you, they go try to take money from you for three times in the row, they'll give it a shot. And then if for whatever reason, if it bounces each time, it also disconnects completely. So then you'll no longer have access. So there's a lot of different little reasons why things get kicked back, but you can ask Podbean about it. They'll let you know. Uh, the other thing, Podbean is having this huge update. I don't know when the hell they're doing it. They will not give me a day, but they're te- they they said it's coming soon, and all of these ridiculous glitches will be gone. So, fingers crossed. It's sooner rather than later. Yeah, guys, that is one thing for me. Don't come at me and say that we are doing something to harm people with disabilities because. That's my life. That's my livelihood. That's my career. I've been doing it my whole life. I've taken care of my brother even to this day. I'm the only one who can calm my brother down when he's in any sort of meltdown state. And I can get him before he gets to that meltdown state. And I can get him calmed down. Nobody else can. And uh, it's 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 very frustrating when people, you know, try to say something like that about about what we're doing because like Liz said she also has a daughter who has autism and we we care and love and take care of her still to this day so when people are saying this it it really rubs us the wrong way which is why we came on here to clear all of this up uh, Deanna says, huge thank you again for taking time to cover stories although it was taxing on you and yes there are many others that would love your help absolutely all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for coming out. Um, we will be back again, like I said, and I hope you guys have a good night. Have a good uh, Labor, Labor Day, Day everybody. <laughs> Enjoy.